step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Use on your love talk radio. With your hands lifted up straight. Hey, Dr. Dana L. King in the studio with you 
tonight live, man, here from the south side, good old Bronzeville, and we are excited. We got a good show for you tonight. Great topic. Y'all ready for this? Woo! Missional Monday. Most churches are not ready to be ethnically diverse. Here's why. Most churches are not ready to be ethnically diverse. Here is why. This is going to be good. I hope y'all are ready for this. I, I am. I am. I am. I'm ready for it. Uh, I just think it's going to be good, 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 good. But look, let me give you, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, some of the violence that went on in this uh, special city of ours called Chicago. Y'all know the one. Uh, we're going to talk about that and so many other things. That and so many other things. We'll be talking about that on Tonight, on tonight, on tonight, on tonight. But look, 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 look. Let's talk. Let me get the rundown on how you, 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 and you can be a part of today's show. If you're already listening on the line, all you got to do is push one. That'll get you to my producer, the best producer in the land, the one, the only, Latanya Michelle King, taking all of your calls, chats, texts, emails, letters, maybe even a complaint or two. Uh, but you can get all that over there to her. You can talk to her. She'll get you over to me, and you'll be live on the air uh, with your boy. If you're listening uh, via Blog Talk Radio, simply dial area code 323-870-4375. That is the call-in number, 323-870-4375. That is the call-in number. One more time uh, for the Holy Ghost, 323-870-4375 is your call-in number. If you want to email the show, you can do that. You can email the show. You can email the show. It's the TTLO show at TTLO media.net that's right you can email the show it's the ttlo show at ttlo media.net if you want to follow us on social media you can do that as well you can tweet the show you can tweet the show at ttlo radio that's right you can tweet the show at ttlo radio that's two t's one l one o ttlo radio is where you can tweet the show if you want to follow us on uh, the gram. Follow us on the gram. That's right. Follow us on IG. You can do that as well. Follow us on Instagram. It's the same thing, the same way. At TTLO Radio. That's right. Follow us on the gram. At TTLO Radio. That's two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can follow us on the gram. If you want to follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. Facebook.com backslash TTLO Radio is where you can find us there. Again, Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio is where you can find us there. If you want to follow us, the live streams are up and running. That's right. You can catch us right now. The live streams are up and running. You can catch us right now on Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio is where you can find the live stream on Facebook. YouTube is also up and running. You can catch us right there on the tube. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Taking the Limits Off Radio's YouTube page. You can find us there. Don't forget as well, we are an iHeartRadio partner, which means you can find us on your iHeartRadio app. Just do a simple search uh, for the TTLO Media Group. Once you find it, you will find us, right? You'll find the TTLO Radio Show, but you'll also find replays of Healthy Soul Talk, Real Talk, Real Issues, Real Solutions, Healthy Soul Talk with Dr. Kimberly Thomas. I guarantee you any of those replay shows will bless you uh, far, far, far beyond what you expected. So check out any of the replays of Healthy Soul Talk with Dr. Kimberly Thomas. Also, also, you can catch my brother. That's right. You can catch my brother, the good pastor, Hal, 
Steve Washington. We're praying for him. Uh, had some some. Uh, can I say dental work? I guess I can. Uh, but yeah, he is having that, so he ain't allowed to talk. Had to cancel his church service yesterday because uh, he ain't allowed to do no lot of talking uh, this week. But he should be good next week. Uh, but we're gonna we can always catch the Kitchen Chronicles on Tuesdays somewhere around seven fifteen seven thirty. You can catch the Kitchen Chronicles uh, with my good brother, the good Pastor Harold. D. Washington. But y'all know we back on Fridays with Praise Break Friday, but we start our week off with worship, huh? We start our week off with worship, and the best way to do that is coming right back here at the 11 o'clock hour on uh, on a Sunday, 11 o'clock hour. Every Sunday, you can join uh, Ebenezer, the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, join Senior Pastor Darrell in person and the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church family right here uh, on the TTLO Media Group Network. You can find us all uh, right chair, right chair, and right chair. You can always find us all. Uh, not, uh, not only, not only, not only that, but when you're done with the worship, when you're done with our worship, you can come right back. That's right. Just do a quick refresh. Come right back, and then you can catch the services from the his from 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 the Faith Works and Vision Church. That's right. You can catch the services from the Faith Works and Vision Church with my good brother, uh, Pastor Harold D. Washington, and the Faith Works and Vision Virtual Ministries. Uh, you can catch them every Sunday right around twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. That's him right there. You can catch him every Sunday. Always a good word and worship with the Faith Works and Vision family. What's going on, uh, Veronica Maneri? God bless you. Good to see you. Uh, always good, good to see them there. And you also can find us uh, on um, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can download a podcast, you can find us there. I'm like, what's this black stuff on my head? I'm sitting on the camera, but that was from the um, from the headphone. <laughs> like it's something was on my is it still up there? Is it gone? Is it gone? Thank you. Now I'm just checking them out to see how they sound. They, I like that. I like that. A little different. A little different. The cord looks short, though, but that's because it's supposed to be on me and not anything. But that's all good. But, yeah, we are excited, man. Always excited, excited, excited. So, look, I want to talk about a lot. Look, it is the church check-in. Y'all know what we do on Mondays, the church check-in. Y'all know how we do on Mondays. Come on, come on. Let me know where you worship. You know the deal. Where did you worship, whether in home or in person? Uh, who preached? What was the scripture and what was the sermon title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the four-piece check-in. The four-piece check-in. Who preached? What church did you go to? What was the sermon title? What was the scripture? Come on in with your four-piece check-in. Come on in. Come on in. I want to see what was going on yesterday. I want to know what the faith. Look, I, you know, I wasn't thinking, Tanya, when I saw that Harold had postponed uh, uh, his gathering. Yesterday, we should have invited all of the Faith Works and Vision folk over here. I wasn't even thinking. You talking to the air because he ain't like Wait, you talking went, to the It's on. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you turn me it's on? It's on. It is on. You on. You on. You on. You just lied. It's on. You on. You on. They hear you. They hear you. I hear you. You don't hear yourself? No, I don't have a headphone. But you're, <laughs> that's why you can't hear yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I am always, always, I, I wasn't thinking we should have had, should have had, should have had sent them a little message, uh, and, 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 and let them know that they should have came on over here and hung out with us, uh, on a Sunday. I wonder what they was doing on yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, as always, 
we are we are uh, excited, man. But we had a good time yesterday here uh, at the birthplace of gospel music. Let me say this: um, uh, I am so uh, godly proud of the progress that our uh, music ministry is making. And we have been having, you know, because of the pandemic, we did a whole lot of guest solos and stuff like that because they were pre, uh, uh, we were doing a lot of pre-taping and things like that. But let me tell y'all something right now. Not only did the choir sing their hearts out yesterday, but if Jeffrey, what's Jeffrey's last name? Hmm? Burris. Jeffrey Burris. You don't have to mute. I got you. Uh, Jeffrey Burris and Peral. Yeah, whatever her last name is. Okay. I don't know it. But yeah, uh, they they sung yesterday. They blessed me. I was not expecting. Uh, I didn't know what the duet was going to be. But it just made it a whole lot easier for me to preach. When the, let me tell you something. When the, when the, when the, when the wor- worship starts at the very beginning, and when you are, when you have to get up, and I, I, I'm sure I got a, a few preachers on here watching and listening. Uh, blessing to you too, Facebook user. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I'm a Facebook user. <laughs> so uh, I am I am always excited and and uh, when we ha- when you when you have to preach uh, the worship that goes forth before when the room when the atmosphere is set they they the, the thing about musicians and singers and psalmists um, and musicians is they set the atmosphere for a move of God and and so it just kind of worked itself out uh, yesterday and I was so 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 excited. Uh, for them uh, yesterday, man. I just had a really, really uh, great time uh, yesterday here, and I was grateful again for the opportunity to be able to preach uh, in this space and place. Uh, always a good time. Uh, but y'all know what it is. It's a four-piece check-in. Come on, check-in one more time. Let me see what it is. It is uh, what church did you go to, whether it was virtual or in person, uh, where, uh, 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 who preached, uh, what was the sermon title, and what was the scripture? We want to know. We want to know. We want to know. Uh, come on, put that in the chat real quick. If you don't want to put it in the chat, you can call in. You know the number, 323-870-4375. That is the call-in number, 323-870-4375 is the call-in number. But that's the four-piece check-in. I didn't see the graphic, which y'all probably did. Uh, four-piece check-in. That is uh, where we are right now. Uh, on the service. So, yeah, we had a good time today. I don't know who uh, Ebenezer is on here other than Latanya uh, right now. Yeah. Huh? It's just me. Oh, it's just you? Okay. Unless, I mean, there's another unless there's other people on here, that maybe somebody on here that I don't know of. But, yeah, it was a good time yesterday. I, w- I was excited uh, about it. But, look, while we're waiting on the four-piece check-in, let me hit y'all with some of these, uh, some of the, the local, some of the local news. Uh, yeah, once again, uh, we had a uh, we had a uh, the first of um, a halfway decent weekend, right? Forty uh, on on uh, what was it Saturday? Was a wonderful day. Seventy almost eighty degrees. I think up to seventy nine or eighty degrees uh, almost in some place. I know my car said eighty two at one point. Um, however, uh, in Chicago, in the city, we lost our mind. In the city, we lost our minds. Forty-two people were shot, eight fatally, in weekend violence. That goes from Friday to Sunday night at twelve o'clock. From Friday day till, till until Monday or Sunday night 
at 12 o'clock. 42 people were shot in this city. Uh, and that is beyond, it's ridiculous. There's really no, there's no other words for it. It's horrible. Uh, and you would think, and I, I can promise you this, and I could be wrong, but I bet you 42 people didn't die in Ukraine over the weekend. And they're in, the, they in the midst of a whole war. They're in the midst of a whole war. And I bet you 42 people didn't die in Ukraine. I'm not saying they're not dying over there, but that's a war zone. It's expected. In a war zone, it is expected. You don't expect 42 shootings in a non-war zone. Eight of them fatal. Ridiculous. But I do want to talk about something else. Um, and 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 I'm, I'm I don't know who who's on here, who's listening, but I I, I'm, I have to feel like I, I can speak freely on this. Uh, I, I received some news about another former student uh, of mine. Uh, elementary school elementary school student of mine who is now incarcerated um, for carjacking. Uh, it is it is beyond sad that another student, um, uh, elementary school student that I that I know of, uh, is now behind bars and this time for carjacking a uh, a rideshare driver. A rideshare driver carjacked them over here on the south side, and then they got you over here on 600 and Kilo. So you took the car, whatever it was, back to the west side of Chicago, and that's where they found you because they probably tracked the car. Uh, I am, I am. What's going on, uh, 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 sister, sister, uh, sister, uh, Washington and Stewart? What's going on? I, I, I am. It is, it is. Unfortunately, it's horrible that these these babies are out here doing this. And if you look at some of the reports, so many of these carjackings are being done by 12, 13, and 14-year-olds. These are not adults. These are not hardened criminals. Uh, it's ridiculous. Here's one here. It says the man shot him. It says a man in his 20s uh, was critically wounded Saturday night when he confronted the gunman following a previous incident on 100 block of West Hubbard Street at 10 p.m. The man shot him multiple times. Uh, he's taken to Northwestern Memorial Hospital in critical condition. Uh, this is what the alderman of the Second War says. He says, the number of illegal weapons on the street has never been higher. And when you combine that with alcohol, with fighting and conflict, you have all the ingredients there for a violent weekend. Uh, they're seeing larger crowds than they can handle. We had at least 400 people, by some estimates, drinking. Uh, I'm sorry, during the peak moment of mayhem, it was over 400. We didn't have enough officers to contain the violence. Ten people were arrested, eight of them juvenile. And the foolishness downtown, did y'all see that? The news, for those of you who are local, because I know some of y'all are not in Chicago, so y'all are not local. But did y'all see, and we were just talking about it before, before we went on air, what's with the running, tearing up the cars and stuff? What's the, what, what is that? What, 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 what is that? What, what does that do? Who is, who is that? Who is that? Who is that helping? What, what? What's the point? I mean, they running down the streets. They go from they got ran out of downtown, and then they made their way to Lakeview. Like that was smart. <laughs> so they decided to leave. They they left the loop, and then made their way to Lakeview. Who's in charge? Nobody. <laughs> What'd you call it? I said the Mickey Mouse operation. <laughs> Who's in charge? Right, Veronica says stupid. It's beyond stupidity. 
And again, where are the parents? Where are the parents? I, I just I can't even I can't even understand. Uh, again, I know it was nice outside, but being nice outside, what you what did y'all do? Say y'all they been cooped up in the house. I'm gonna let them out and go wherever they gonna go, and then. Then when you get the call from the police telling you that your child got picked up, then you first you say, well, he wasn't doing that. Mom, I wasn't even doing nothing. I was just with them. You stupid, too. You stupid, too. No, kids aren't being parented anymore. Trust me, I know. I'm around students every day who aren't parented at all. Every, I'm around them every day. Students who are parenting themselves. I had a kid tell me that day, I'm late for school because I got to get my little brother ready. Help me understand that, anybody. I'm late for school because I have to get my little brother ready. Where's your parent? Sleep. Okay. <laughs> Veronica said, that's why Mother Nature keeping it cold. <laughs> this weather is this weather is ridiculous, though. It's, it's- so ridiculous. This spring, is spring ain't got no fighting. This is. Uh, let me let me read this. Okay, okay. I thought that was something else. I see this note. Um, this long comment. Let me read this. It says, uh, "Come on, computer." Uh, from Sylvia Mom. She says, "Good evening to everyone at the NBC Family Prayer Team. My daughter's full name is Caroline Su Sang Ong." She's currently 48 years old. My grandson's full name is Maui Demetrius Zeus Onitana. He's currently 24 years old. He's severely autistic. He cannot talk at all, and he is not independent at all. Yeah. Uh, Where did you find this at? This in the comments. Oh, it's not in my comments. You don't see it? Right above, uh, between Veronica's. No, sir. How do you not see that? No, sir. And just like the, the block, that was Charles King. Oh really? Yeah, the one that said one that said Facebook user. Why? How, how did that? I don't know what that was about. Oh, but why he come through as a okay? No, on the on on regular. It's his name showed up. I can see his name. Wow, interesting. I am so confused yeah, by all of this. Yeah, a lot of things. Something something changed. Awry. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely pray for you, um, uh, uh, Sylvia. Uh, what's going on, Felicia? I see you. Yeah, parents are parents. It's ridiculous, man. I, I mean, there, there's no reason for those kids to be doing what they were doing. And those were, those were teenagers. Those were teenagers running up and down, running over cars. I mean, jumping on cabs, trying, trying to kick the window out. And then you jump from the trunk to the hood. Now, had he pulled over or had he sped up and knocked your butt off the car, then what? Then y'all be trying to, he, he hit us. And then you be trying to pull the, car, pull the driver out the car. I mean, it's 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 beyond silly at this point. It's beyond silly at this point. Uh, the other thing in the news, the other thing in the news, real quick, and we're still doing the church. We're still doing the church check-in. Um, still, we would definitely pray for you, uh, 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 Sylvia. We'll definitely will pray for you. Uh, let's, matter of fact, we can do that. We can do that right now. Uh, let's pray, uh, Father God. We want to pray for uh, our sister Sylvia, mom. Um, we talk. We want to pray uh, for her family, uh, her daughters, and her grandson. Uh, we just want to keep them lifted up in prayer. You know what they stand in need of, God. Anything that is uh, that is um, ailing them right now, God, whether it be physical, emotional, or even spiritual, God, we ask that you would move 
by your spirit and by your power. God, we trust you. We trust your will, God. And we are praying right now, God, that, it, it, that, that, that if it's in your will, that you would immediately start the healing and restoration process for that entire family, for that entire household. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, there we go. Here's the first church check-in. Somebody going to check in. Uh, Lady Brown says, I was at the All Nations Church. The speaker was Pastor Talat McNeely. Uh, series Living Life Sermon. Uh, living a Double Life. The Simplicity of the Gospel. Ah, uh, living the double life, the simplicity of the gospel. Let me see what this is. Jeremiah 6 and 16. Can we check in? Let me do this before I jump into the rest of my little topics. Jeremiah 6 and 16. And then the other one was Galatians 1, 6 and 7. And then the other one was Genesis. This looked like some out of... I ain't be like, how many scriptures you going to use? Uh, Genesis. I, <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> Who you be making me sound messed up? <laughs> Genesis 3, 1 through 5. Oh, I'm just messing with you, baby. All right, let me see. Let me see what we got. We got uh, the first one is, the first one, the first one was Jeremiah 6 and 16. Jeremiah 6 and 16. NIV says, uh, this is what the Lord said. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path. I'm reading the NIV. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. Well, I got to get the message. I got to get the message because the message, that feel like that was really saying something. Let me see. 16. God's message yet again. Go stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road. Then take it. Discover the right route for your souls. But they said nothing doing. We aren't going that way. Lord, my, my, my. And then what was the other scripture? Other scripture was uh, Galatians 1, 6 and 7. Galatians 1, 6 and 7 says, I am astonished uh, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, uh, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Oh, come here, message. Come on, come on, come on. Message says, uh, I can't believe how you waver. Uh-oh. How easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by grace of Christ by embracing an alternative message. It is not a minor variation, you know. It is a completely other an alien message, a no message, a lie about God. Those who are provoking the agitation among you are turning the message of Christ on its head. My, my, my. Ooh, that's good. And then the last one was Genesis 3, 1 through 5. NIV says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say? You must not eat from any tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. And verse 4 says, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I don't need the message on that one. 
uh, uh, I liked it. And then the, and then the topic was uh, uh, living a double life. The simpli- Oh, yeah, okay, I get it now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I keep forgetting to go and check on uh, the link. Uh, Felicia, drop the link and send me the link again. Inbox and tell me you're dropping in the thing, one or the other. So I can check out y'all's message. That's good stuff right there. I like that. Church check-in. This is your chance. Church check-in. Church check-in. Church check-in. Uh, who is this? <laughs> That's how we checking in? I ain't mad. That's how we checking in. Let me read the church check-in. This is your wife. And I was at the Ebenezer Mission. <laughs> okay, hold on. This is your wife. Nope, wrong one. Why why they still playing? No, that ain't it. Uh how come I can't why that's supposed to stop after uh you tap it twice and it don't never stop. <laughs> anyway, uh let me do it this way. Uh she says I said Ebony's Vision Baptist Church where the pastor is Daryl in person, the preacher that gave the church I can't read. The preacher that gave the word was none other than Minister Doctor. Really, Minister Doctor. (laughs) The sermon title was "Making Room for the Holy Ghost," Luke ten thirty-eight through forty-two. Amen. That's all right. Luke ten thirty-eight through forty-two. Y'all know that's the story of Mary and Martha. When Martha was back there in the kitchen and Mary was over there getting the good part. Y'all know what it is. You have to learn how to make room. Recognize when you're hosting the presence of God. Uh, we get caught up sometimes and we don't recognize. Uh, uh, she saw it uploads on Tuesdays. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, that was good. Thank you for the check-in. Thank y'all for the check-in. Thank y'all for the church check-ins. Always, always uh, a good time. Always a good time. Look, y'all. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me give you this. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. Uh, I don't care. I don't know if you did not know the news, uh, but Elon Musk, the Tesla dude, the space, he got a spaceship too. Don't, don't need to make a, don't he got a spaceship too? I think he got a space shuttle too. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, it has bought Twitter. He has bought Twitter. He bought, he bought, oh, uh, Felicia, she watched it. Too. Oh, well, bless your heart, Felicia, bless you. Uh, he bought, he has bought Twitter for 44 billion good dollars. 44 billion. Uh, you know, TTLO could be bought for about a billion and a half. It's like my low price, as low as I'm going to go. <laughs> That's too low time you think. What's your asking price? Huh? What's your asking price? I'm asking for 2.5, I'm asking for $3 million. Okay. But the lowest I'm gonna go is one point five okay. billion. Sorry, billion. Yeah, Elon got it. Uh, <laughs> earlier this month, he took a nine percent stake in Twitter, making him the largest uh, shareholder. And then he he tried to join Twitter's board, but then instead he just opted to buy it when they weren't gonna let him on the board. <laughs> Come on now, when they were, he said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna buy the bank. <laughs> Out of company outright, uh, and he says he's buying it to promote free speech. That's why he says he's buying. It. He says he's buying it to promote free speech because he feels like uh, 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 he says, "Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle of free speech?" That's the deal. That's the deal. So, so I don't know. So now, given the fact that Twitter, you know, serves as a uh, public town square uh 
he's looking at the thing from like failure to hit the free speech principles undermines democracy. So that's what he said. So this, so I'm wondering now, are the people that have been blocked, are they now going to be allowed to come back? That is the, the people that's been blocked, are they going to be allowed to come back? That's the whole thing. He will unban certain people. You think brother? You think brother? Uh, brother Trump coming back? Yeah, I think so. I think Boosie coming back. What happened to the? Um, There's a lot of people that were. What happened to the platform that Trump said he was starting? That can't nobody get on. <laughs> Please wait. Please oh yeah. What happened to that? Uh, it says uh, many of Musk's followers responded by encouraging him to simply buy Twitter. Uh, it appears that he was listening, and as uh, this article says, as online hate speech and misinformation have resulted in real-life consequences in the recent years, social media platforms have been increasingly called upon to regulate speech that may be harmful, hateful, or that could lead to physical violence. The question that arisen from the call is what kind of speech social media platforms should categorize as dangerous. To the mind of many on the political right, social media platforms like Twitter have disproportionately policed conservative voices while failing to apply the same level of scrutiny to left-wing speech. So for instance, on the Capitol for saying what he said and everything. Okay, that was one. All right, but following Trump's ban, uh, there was an outcry from the political right about they were saying it was a bias on Twitter and everything else. So again, I don't know. I just want to talk about the $44 billion. But, you know, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> again, take limits off the board. You could be on the board of <laughs> $1.5 billion. Oh, okay. Billion. Uh, he says, so somebody said, truth is not hate speech. If the cost of telling the truth is the loss of our Twitter account, then so be it. That's what one of these uh, weird people said. Uh, the number of conservatives have expressed excitement at the prospect of Musk taking over Twitter, with some taunting those on the political left. Uh, I don't know that Elon Musk is a Republican. I don't even know. Is he even a, um, is he American? I don't even know. I, I, did, I didn't think he was American. Right. So, but I mean, he still ain't like, you know, he still could be a conservative or whatever. Uh, I just think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all the stuff that, that, you know, all the crazy stuff that people have been saying and everything. Angela said, Felicia said Facebook worth about a dollar. Netflix worth 50 cents. No, I'm just playing. Uh, She says, good evening from O'Hare. I know you preached good yesterday. Give us a little hint. hint. Uh, I ain't got it. I'm tired. (laughs) I would, but I ain't got it. I'm tired. Uh, I just think, I just think that, that if, if, if we, I don't mind, I don't mind people. I think I don't think you should ban people. This is how I felt about how I felt about it. Because bless you. I don't think you should ban people. I just think you should flag the comment. When they lie and it's been proven that they lie, this tweet is false. <laughs> just flag it. This tweet is false. I, I just I just I just think that's what you should do. This tweet is false. That's all you gotta do. That's all you got to do. Angela say what? <laughs> oh God. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it's still on, it's still on, it's, 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 uh, she said no band trunk, trunk, not Trump, but trunk. <laughs> I know she meant Trump. <laughs> oh God. And then the last thing I had, the last thing I had was something else you had said. I can't remember what it was though. What was that it? I think that was it. 
I think that was it. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's that's pretty much it. Let's do this. Let's do this. We are going to take a um, a quick break, a real quick break. And when we come back, oh, let me say this. Happy belated birthday uh, to my good buddy, Zachary. We went out and celebrated with him yesterday on his 60th uh, birthday. Zachary uh, Wayne Lather gave his whole government name. Uh, Zachary Wayne Lather to celebrate his 60th birthday yesterday. So we were out at the wildfire uh, with him and his family and his, some of his friends uh, yesterday out there in good old Oak. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, so did y'all, did y'all see? I don't know whose cousins these are. But why did a whole family, not a person, a family was... Was it us? Huh? Was it us? I don't know. I'm trying to see if there's a picture of the people. Uh, it says a family was robbed at gunpoint on Sunday in a parking lot outside an Oak Brook Mall store. A stolen infinity, described as blacked out, pulled up to the family of three near the Oak Brook Center Neiman Marcus at about 3 p.m. Sunday. Police said four to five men were firearm through an open window and demanded their property. The family handed over their property and a group of men fled the scene at high speed, the police said. No injuries were reported. The case is under investigation. Police did not provide any further uh, information about the incident. So, you know, let me, let me tell you what's going on. This is why y'all got to be so careful. Y'all got to be so careful. You got these people walking around still in masks. That's why the mask thing, you know how the, you know how the stores were saying you have to put on a mask? I think now the stores should say no mask allowed. I just think they should. If I own a store, you can't come in here with no mask on. No, we need to see faces. Because cause now, all, all, the, all this, uh, other than protect people, you know, this mask has, 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 has given people the freedom and space to do things that they were never doing before in broad daylight. Because now everybody is wearing a mask. You drive down the street. At, at, at in the middle of the day, it was what eighty degrees on Saturday, and idiots are still standing outside in the middle of the street with mask on. And I ain't talking about no uh, uh, KN95. They still wearing full ski masks. Why? Because they're trying to hide their faces. So now, if I got a warrant, I can walk around freely because can't nobody recognize me with the mask on. I'm over it. So, so, but this is what they're doing. So, 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 Tanya, you in the store, and you and 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 and, and Taylor and and, and Jalen, y'all shopping, and 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 you, no, 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 you and Priscilla, y'all shopping, and so y'all all down to the Neiman Marcus, and y'all all down to the Nordstrom, right? And y'all over there. Make sure you stack your money up if you're going with it. But you know, y'all all there. You're not gonna give me none. <laughs> I got five on it. Right. I got. <laughs> you want that of these last two dollars? Which one you want? Zero behind it. I'm probably uh, a zero behind it. A zero. You're not going far. You wouldn't get far. It'll get you some stockings. <laughs> a couple of tubes of makeup or something. <laughs> if I get that extra zero, then that might get you an outfit or two, maybe two from Nordstrom. Two. two. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> 
So Tanya, Priscilla, y'all out shopping. This is what they're doing now, y'all. Let me help y'all out. So y'all out shopping. So then Lil Pookie, Lil Pistol Starter, Lil Ray Ray, they come in the store. They ain't shopping. They just watching. So now they watching you, and they seeing all the stuff that you buy. Oh, she got Louie. Oh, she bought this. Oh, she just bought them red bottles. Oh, she buying this. You know what they doing? They texting somebody who's sitting in the parking lot already. Mm-hmm. So they get on their phone and say, they at the register. They finna come out. They leave the store ahead of you. And they tell them what you got on. They might have took your picture. For all you know, because you don't know. They could have snapped your picture. Right? And so now they done sent your picture to Pookie Ray Ray sitting in the car, wherever. You come walking out, getting ready to walk to your car. Here come the blacked out infinity truck car with either bad plates or no plates. And they slide up to the doorway where you walking out, stick a gun out the window and say, give me your stuff. It's a whole plan. It's a whole plan. The cars are probably stolen, and then they're stealing your stuff, and then that's exactly that, 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 that's all it is. Okay, let me play. Come on, play devil's advocate, because now you're going to talk advocate. about profiling people. Right, because... I no, understand. No, 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 no. No, you, no, no, no. You know how it's going to be... So, you know, to, to ease up on the car cracking and everything else yeah. like that. So... Yeah. This, so, this is, so this is a fake story. Okay. But it, it's based off this story. Okay. So, said rich family who has, you know, uh, an abundance of credit cards and everything else like that. And they go buy all of this stuff. And they tell someone, we leaving out of this way. Because this is really, how do you think, it's too many exits out of Oak Brook. Mm -hmm. It's way too many. Yes, yes. It's way too many to go left, right, yeah. and, and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. And and yet, get, you know, go right out and get right on the expressway. Right. And no, no, but it's it's also too many just to even just get out of the mall yes. and everything where, you know, where you can easily forget, like, you know what? I'm over here, and you're going, you're zigzagging through. So yep. the story is, fake story, y'all don't go running with it. Rich family, abundance of credit cards, they go by any and everything at the Oak Brook Mall. Okay. Behind the scenes, mm-hmm. they know some people. They didn't call these people. Hey, y'all, we finna come out. You know, come rob us. Yes, because we're gonna we're gonna stop said credit card, get everything reimbursed back to our car, give us give us our stuff. You know, like, you know, they they took the stuff. They they took the stuff only to give it to them again. You've seen this. Gypsies do this. I mean, I'm gonna say gypsies, but they, but you know, they they do this. They you know they do this and like you know and and like they didn't spend any money because hey, my credit my credit card is going to give me back the money and everything else like that because I got robbed. Your credit card. Your, yes. Is only going to give you back monies. That was stolen on the physical credit card. If you went to the store and spent five thousand dollars on merchandise and got robbed leaving the store of your five thousand dollars worth of merchandise, the credit card company is not liable for that merchandise. But some credit cards say we have that protection, you know, that protection plan. I believe that's what's going on too. I, I that that would be interesting, and I, I know for a fact 
you you were the one who swiped the card from the because you swiped it. You are liable. I don't care if you got robbed thirty seconds after you bought it. Look, Felicia, Felicia, you you've seen this that like where people will buy all this high end stuff, yeah, and everything. And only, but then to turn around and say somebody stole the card, that's different. That's different from I stole, got robbed or I stole. Or, but I'm still saying this is going to probably be, be the new finesse. Okay. Okay. Because we. You know, you st- they've stopped card cracking, yeah. which they sh- then should have did, and everything else like that. Yeah. So what? So what? What is the new thing? You know, like I'm guaranteed. Look, you know, like, you know, we we're not privy to the big black car. <laughs> like you know, we we trying to get there and everything. We don't know. Man is brown. The extent <laughs> of what the black car can do. Can but what? A, but what about you know that certain protection? Like you know, something happens and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Interesting. That's interesting thought. Interesting thought. I, I just know from my, my years of working at the bank, uh, whatever you whatever you swipe the card for, or whoever your authorized users are, you swiped it, you own it. You bought it. Whether you got to ever put it on at all. Um uh, uh but yeah, if now if now if you if you let Pookie and Ray Ray come use your card and then you call you holler theft after the fact. That's a different conversation, cause yeah, the bank gonna cover you for that. They gonna they gonna they gonna check it out. But Amex got their own popos. In case y'all didn't know, American Express got their own police. Okay, so we don't know what cards. Right. They use. No, I'm we, just saying, American Express got their own police. They use their U.S. bank cards, and, and they are coming to these check. people. Are, these people use some good cards. They use some weighted cards. <laughs> yeah, I found out about M- the Amex police when I was working at Chase, cause people was using the Amex card to get uh, uh what they call them cash advances. And then trying to say that that at whatever, but Chase, uh, Amex was like, no, 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 mm-mm, mm-mm. And they sent the Amex police. Amex got their own popo, they own invest, they own re- either retired. Well, all of the play- play companies do, because because uh, Chase had retired uh, detectives, FBI agents working for their NA security department, because they because everybody was run trying to run a scam. They know right. they was, they, and, and this was during the the car cracking age still. So yeah, all right, y'all. Look, we are gonna take this quick break. What does this say? Um, she said shoplifters and boosters. Wait a minute. Felicia said, I find it strange and ironic that none of this stuff happens at the Costco. You know, that's right. Ain't nobody, that's because ain't nobody finna rob you of your of your 15 uh, your 15 crates of strawberries. They might get you for the wine, though. Uh, wait a minute. Regina says, Deacon said to her, on one Sunday morning, your purse getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, your purse getting bigger and bigger. I know that's right. Uh, she said, my daughter was involved in the credit card scam on Instagram and Chase made up here back because she gave them a card. Yeah. See? She authorized it. But you, you only liable for even Thea, What you mean you only liable for what? When people get those protection plans, yes. they only liable for so much. I'm saying still, if like you know, they had said booster, come rob us, blah blah blah. You know, we're gonna report it, blah blah blah, and everything else like that. And like you, I I I thoroughly believe like because this is very very new. This is a new scam. It's possible. 
it is this is a new I don't thing. I don't know how long it's going I don't I don't know how fruitful it's going to be. be. And then I'm going to tell you what happened. This is a new this is this is not a true story still. This one <laughs> when these people got robbed, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else somebody else was eyewitness like, "Did you just get robbed?" Blah 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 blah. You should call the police. Mm-hmm. Now you got to do it. Not what really happened, but this is like this is what I this is what I this is what I think happened. I ain't over here writing stories, y'all. Over here writing the next episode of uh, Chicago PD. <laughs> it's gonna be a two part. Okay, don't say nothing when you be wanting these uh, <laughs> these royalties and everything. Okay? Right, right, right. Run, 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 run my part. Run okay. my part. Don't be acting like run uh, my part though. Run. <laughs> run my part. We're gonna take a real quick break. When we come back, we're gonna jump into our conversation for tonight. This is a good one, y'all. I promise y'all it's gonna be good. Uh the church, the church, the church, the church. Most churches are not ready to be ethnically diverse. And here's why. That's the topic of conversation for tonight. We're gonna jump into that in a minute. Uh in the meantime, in between time. We're going to uh, get a little bit more of this here. I'm going to take a real short break. So I'm going to let this uh, Tanya's uh, song play out. This ain't got no violins in it, do it. Uh, but uh, just ain't worried about it because she'd be over there juking, y'all, to the church music. But we'll be right back, y'all. Two T's, one L, one O, T T L O radio. Ain't worried about it. That was again good old prophet Cornelius Williams. What's wrong? Uh huh. What's wrong? What you say? What you talking? Yep. I, <laughs> you weren't talking in the mic. You were just talking to me. I was talking to you. Oh no, I didn't hear nothing. Sorry. Okay. What I missed was it important? Mm-mm. You sure? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I need to go back to commercial. You, you think I'll be listening to you? Yeah. No, we are we are back. We are back. She said, ain't that bishop come through prophet with the coffee song? You know what? Wait, 
Wait, why you ain't on the mic while you talking about before then? What did you say? <laughs> I said before then, did you read her comments? This is why you was on break. Oh, come through with the royalties, sir. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Look, y'all, we got this article. <laughs> It's always something. It's always something. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Most churches are not ready to be ethically diverse. Here's why. Uh, the writer of the article is Sam Rayner. We've used him quite a few times. Sam Rayner is the lead pastor of the West Bradenton Baptist Church and co-hosts the, S- uh, the EST Church podcast. He's the president of Church Answers, the co-founder and co-owner of Rainer Publishing, and the president of the Revitalized Network. Sam has a wonderful wife, four children, and one crazy old dog, and a cat his daughter's insisted on keeping. Uh, <laughs> you can catch him on samrainer.com. I wonder if he came to Tom Rainer. Might be. But anyway, let's jump into the conversation, the conversation. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. The writer says this. Is it real? Is it real? Is the United States really becoming more diverse? He says, I've had well-meaning people ask me these questions. They don't see ethnic diversity in their circles. First, it's in their circles. Uh, first, it's possible to live in an area of the country. Is it possible to live, or it's possible rather, to live in an area of the country that is largely homogeneous? Second, and more likely, it's easy to miss the growth toward ethnic diversity. If you happen to be in a place that is largely homogeneous, then it's unlikely to remain so in the future because the demographic landscape in the United States is reaching a tipping point. America. America will soon become minority white. Mm. The graph below reveals a striking trend. The writer says, my grandparents came of age when the United States was 87% white. My future grandchildren will grow up in a nation that is minority white. Uh, uh, You should. In a minute, please go right ahead. Sometimes around 2040, the United States will become minority white. Uh, But preschools are already minority white. In short, diversity is spreading out and getting younger. Ethnic diversity was once limited to large urban centers, New York, San Francisco, Miami, etc. Now people of ethnic backgrounds are moving everywhere. Additionally, the birth rates of immigrants are driving much of this change, which is why this shift is now evident in preschools. Uh, The writer goes on to say, goes on to say, uh, in 1960, in 1960, why did my computer stop moving? Oh, okay. Uh, in 1960, one in 1,000 marriages was between white person and a black person. One in 1,000. Uh, where did that go? Yeah, one in 1,000. Now it says uh, interracial marriages were still illegal in 16 states. Today, one marriage in six is between ethnicities. By the time my young children get married, one in three marriages will be between ethnicities. This issue of diversity is not only a demographic reality, it is a gospel reality. What humanity segregates, God brings back together. Racial segregation is a vile lie from the pit of hell. More importantly, our churches should reflect this demographic change. Indeed, the church should lead with this demographic change. Public schools will become ethnically diverse simply because of who moves into the neighborhood. Why shouldn't our churches 
also make this same shift. The tribes and nations are moving in together. The church should move out to them. Ethnically diverse neighborhoods are not Nineveh. They are a taste of heaven. Let's talk about this. Uh, uh, I saw a comment. What did it say? Why are my comments disappearing? Oh, Felicia said, what is, oh, she said, homo, <laughs> what's the homogeneous definition? It just means it's, uh, it's the, 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 uh, the, all the elements are the same. It's the parts, parts, all the pieces uh, come from the same spot, right? It's just, they're all uniform. That's what I mean. Uh, homogeneous means uniform. It just means uniform. Or it's another word for, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh homogenous, I believe is the word. So it means of the same relation, same relation, uh, relative, same relation, same position or same structure. That's all. All right. So let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yes. What you got? She's on the line. Oh, let me see what we talking about. Uh, call her. Where you at? Where you let on? Oh, there it is. <laughs> call her. Are you there? Praise the Lord. Thanks. Oh, there you are. I turn you turn your volume or something. What's going on, sis? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Praise the Lord. That's this is now, Lady Brown forty. Turn up some yeah. more. Don't say it too loud. He's looking for me. <laughs> okay, I turned you up some more. Go ahead. What's happening? Oh, the the so it's great because I had in the uh I don't even I don't, I don't want to say epiphany, but um the church we go to. You know, mm-hmm. it's in the high school. Mm. And so it's pretty dark when you go in there. And mm-hmm. so um, they'll turn the lights up when they, you know, say, greet your neighbor. So I'm, like, looking around. I've been there before. And I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, oh, my God. It's, like, white people here, Mexican people here. And I'm, like, why do I feel weird? You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, am I so stuck mm. in being in a black church? you know, mm-hmm. so long, mm-hmm. but it's like, I loved it. And then I went to hug this lady, this white lady, and she said, this is this your first time I said, well, yeah, I came this week and last week. She said, you'll love it here. But the way he <laughs> teaches is so practical. It's not really yeah. geared towards a, a, a certain demographic. So I like that. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We're going to keep, we're going to keep the conversation going. Thank you for calling in, Felicia. Uh, the thing that, the thing that I want to, I want to make sure we, 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 we get to is this is I want to talk about because I've had this conversation uh, before about black churches and white churches and and you know there, there, there's something about the black church that's different than other churches but I I, I I want to talk about that let me read Angela's comment she says we're so afraid to introduce uh, Bap Kojic to our Caucasian friends who don't worship as we do. We're in need of diversity on every level. We're in need of all kinds of ways to worship. Here's the deal. So I believe some of our black folks, some of our black churches are afraid of diversity because we feel like if other ethnicities come in the church, that all of a sudden we're going, that, that our worship style is going to change. Let me, let me be clear. If you are a true worshiper, it shouldn't matter. I'm going to get a little help. It shouldn't matter who or where you're worshiping. And how you're worshiping shouldn't matter. If you are a shouter, if you are a praiser, 
whether you are at the blackest black church or the whitest white church, if that's who you are, that's who you are. It should not matter. And let me be clear. Y'all know who Father Flager is. Y'all all know who Father Flager is. Father Flager is a white Catholic priest on the south side of Chicago. But Father Flager's congregation is multicultural. Multicultural. His congregation is multicultural, meaning it is for everybody. As long as the word is going forth, what difference do it make who shows up to the worship service? What difference does it make? We got to get out of this um, this mindset of, and don't get me wrong, there is nothing like the, 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 the you know, like we talk about, the, the, when we talk about ethnicities, the black church setting, there, 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 there's nothing like it. But that doesn't mean other people can't be attracted to it. You can't be so black in your theology that you turn people of a different ethnicity away. Because the Bible don't preach in color. I don't get no help now. The Bible does not preach in color. Right? Jesus just said, the, the Bible just talks about true worshipers. Most worship him what? In spirit and in truth. It didn't say worship him in black and white and brown or whatever. It says in spirit and in truth. Because what you might find out is you've been missing out. And I tell people this all the time. Go back to those videos of, um, remember the Wild Gospel DVDs? And, and and the Wild Gospel uh, uh, CDs, and they would show the commercials, and you would see those people, and they would show them folks that was praising and worshiping, and we would see all them white folks in the crowd, and they'd be hands up, heads down, tears rolling down their eyes and all that, and this was in the 80s before black folks found out, remembered what praise and worship was, before we, you know, lost our mind. Uh, uh, uh uh you know and 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 but these people have always been worshiping they've always been praising and worship they've always been doing it. and and so it's not like uh, uh, white folks don't want to have praise and worship with you. It's not like white folks don't want to come and, and learn more about the word of God with you. We should be able to glean from each other. Iron sharpens iron. Come on, Brother Tory. God bless y'all. And let me tell y'all something. Let me say something real quick. Brother Tory probably don't want me to tell his business, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Brother Tory came, uh, the good bishop, the archbishop, R.A. Tory, showed up to the Ebenezer yesterday, y'all. He showed up. He was sitting in the front row about the third row, but he was sitting right out there yesterday down. He came over here down to the Ebenezer, man. I I appreciate him so much. It was all right. Good to see him. And he brought his brother along with him too. So it was good to see them brothers yesterday. But the God's word is for everybody. Come on now, uh, Felicia. She says, Billy Graham was the first to break down the segregation in the church. And you're right. Isaiah 56 said it all. A house of prayer for all people. And watch this. Jesus didn't just come for the Jews. He came for the Gentiles, too. So that includes everybody. He said, 
You know I gave you 17 titles, Brother Tori. I gave you about 17 titles. Uh, but no, uh, uh, it, Jesus came for the, 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 the Jew, the Gentile, the Greek. It did not matter. And folks, and folks is, uh, come on, Regina says, every culture is attracted to ours. Dylan Roof killed nine people in Bible study, was taking the Burger King. Right. Yeah, yeah. But why, look at it. Look, every, every culture, every culture of people loves good music. And they love good teaching. I'm not a fan of y'all's boy. Uh, what's the dude tonight? We was flipping channels yesterday. And we, I stopped for about 30 seconds. Yeah, Joel. I'm not a fan of Joel. But y'all looked at Joel's audience. <laughs> huh? I'm not a fan of Joel Osteen because he don't, he don't preach Bible. But y'all check Joel Osteen's audience. Come on now. It 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 it, it, it depends, man. It I, I I just think if you set the proper atmosphere for teaching and worship, everybody will feel welcome. It's like what Felicia said earlier. What Felicia said earlier. Uh 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 you know, it 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 it, it, it there was there's a level of comfort there. Now she clarified something. She said, uh what did she say? What did she say? She said I just missed it. Why well, I didn't move up the thing? Oh no, she said why does that stuff keep moving? Let me read on this screen over here, because this these these computers are doing what they want to do today, y'all. Uh, <laughs> All right, Tori says this is my Bible, but he never reads out of it. I know, <laughs> and they all be standing up saying, "This is." <laughs> I am what it says I am. <laughs> it's a good look. It's a good uh uh. It's a good what you call it. It's a good opening. It's a good mantra for your people to say. Uh, you know, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. My, my my Texas accent on. I can do what it says I can do. And today I will be taught the word of God. I'll boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I will never be the same. There it is. Straight from. But I have no intention of opening it up and giving you not one scripture. That's the other part. Oh, God. She said, Joe Osteen got the Holy Ghost. Don't preach the Bible. I used to go to this concert. He don't, I, look, I, I, I had to, I got, I almost got beat up on our Bible study one time because I made that comment about Joe Osteen not preaching the Bible. And you remember Felicia's that time? comments are on YouTube. YouTube. I know, but they coming up on, I'm on Restream. And, uh, and, and they're not coming up. They are now. I see them now, but it's retarded. I mean, it's crazy. I won't say that word. But yeah, it didn't want to come up. Uh, but yeah, I just never see him like use a scripture at the beginning of his service. Like every time his service starts, he 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 goes up. He starts with a story, and then after the story, he uh uh he he, he they do the mantra, and then he'll tell or he will paraphrase a scripture in some cases, and then it's just him up there preaching, talking, whatever you want to say, whatever. I'm not. Hey, look. I, I ain't knocking his hustle. 
That's that's him and that's him and his congregation and his thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of God bless him. Uh, but I I just don't I don't get it. But let me let me get back to the let me get back to the. But I was saying that to say, check out the diversity in the crowd. But you can look at T D Jakes Church, Bishop T D Jakes. It ain't just black folks in that audience. It ain't just black folks in the audience. Now he down there in Texas, so you know <laughs> that's a little different. But it ain't just black folks in his audience. Yvonne Fowler says. He doesn't read scripture. He paraphrased. All right, come on now. So watch this. Listen, 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 listen. Um, the writer goes on to say, he says, while specific churches are leading the way toward being ethnically diverse, a movement of tens of thousands of churches does not exist. Mm. Perhaps we're at the beginning of stages uh, of such a movement. He says, I certainly hope so. For this movement to pick up, to pick up steam, he says, however, a few things we will likely need to occur. Uh, below are four ways more churches might transition to become multi-ethnic. So here we go. You ready? You got these points? Yeah, y'all hear that? I'm called sir <laughs> when something ain't right. <laughs> Just like you want me to call you Latanya early. <laughs> Going with that sir stuff. <laughs> okay, number one. First one. First one says this. If you want your church to become more uh, multi-ethnic, the first thing you got to do, have a diverse staff. Hmm. A diverse staff. The writer says this, in most cases, churches will not become more ethnically diverse until the staff is more diverse. This diversity is especially important with the visible staff positions like senior pastors and worship pastors. I, I am, I am uh, in 100% agreement. Watch this. Just like basketball, football, you got all them black folks in playing the game, but none coaching. 85, almost 90% of the NFL players are black. But it's what, two black coaches right now? Three, maybe. Where's the diversity? I think there, I think it would be awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not just saying put somebody of a different race in the position uh, just because they show up. You want to make sure they're qualified. But look, that starts. Let me help you with this. That's why people in position in the first place. Uh Uh-oh. You don't get no help with that one. That starts with you putting qualified people in position in the first place. When you put a qualified person in position in the first place, it don't matter what color they are. Now, when you have the option, you should take advantage of it. But when you don't have the option, put somebody qualified in place. Most of the issues in some of our churches is we got a whole bunch of unqualified people being the chairman of this, that, and the third. And absolutely none, right, Felicia? I see that. But to have them in visible positions... Because now it's saying, now it's saying, oh, they are just like us. They are, they are, they, they just come to worship just like we do. They came to get taught just like we do. They came to sing and praise God just like we do. Why not? Why not? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. The next one, the next one, 
The next point says heterogeneous mergers. Now, this one is huge. Heterogeneous mergers. Let me read Angela's comment, and I'm going to go back to it. She says, everybody needs to play their position. I believe we need to be diverse more than just culture, but on all levels. Pastors are dying with visions. He should have given his predecessors. Ooh, that's huge, Angela. I'm going to touch that in a minute. I'm going to touch that in a minute. Let me get this. Heterogeneous mergers. Listen to this, y'all. Church mergers are becoming more prevalent. These mergers come in many shapes and sizes. However, we need to see more mergers between two or even three congregations with different ethnicities. Most church mergers are homogeneous, two churches with a similar makeup of people. Stories of heterogeneous mergers are far too rare. Listen to this. I've said this a while back, and I said it just about church. I wasn't even thinking about color. I believe that there are too many churches open. I've said that several times on this show. I believe there are too many churches open and you got too many folks spread out and ain't nothing happening. As I said yesterday, you 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 doing a whole lot of coming to church, opening doors, but there ain't but there is no Holy Ghost. There's no room. There's nothing happening in these places because you got your 12 people over here. I'm going to keep my 12 over here. I'm going to keep these 15, 20 over here. Oh, y'all got 30. That's wonderful. And instead of, but because I believe I have been called to be the Pope, I must be in charge. Watch this. Well, we've had a church for 40 years. Why would I close up my church and move somewhere else? What has your church done in the last, you've been, you've been, y'all finna celebrate y'all 45th? Your anniversary. What have y'all done in the last 15? What have y'all done to impact the community in the last 15? What have you done? What, show, me, show me your fruit of the last 15 years. Show me your fruit of the last 10. I know it would be, what's the word I want to use? Uh, uh, it would be all, it, all hell would break loose. If you walked into some of these historic churches that ain't, ain't did nothing for nobody in the last 15, 20 years, if you told them y'all should close up and come worship with us, <laughs> bring me, look, bring me your 50 or 60. And you add your 50 or 60 to down here where we've been actually doing something with our 50 or 60. No, we won't do it. Wow, Felicia says we, we preach exclusive without even realizing it. And you know what, Felicia, you are absolutely right. Let me say this. I have, I have and I think, and I, I could be wrong, I could be wrong. I have, I have and I, could say, I, I, I thank God for it. I am still what we would call in the preaching realm a young preacher, even though I'm old. But I am still a young preacher. Most of my peers have been preaching for 30, 40 years, or at least 25 Put it that way. Most of my peers, the guys that are the same age as me or younger than me, have been preaching for 25 years. Right? 25. So, 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 um, what I have, so I can't say that I know what my preaching style is. Because it could be all over the place. It could be all over the place. 
Bless you, man. We they, they look. They when I walked in tonight, they was in here rehearsing. They was just talking about that song. <laughs> they was literally just talking about that song. Uh, Dr. Charles Brown, what's up, sir? Everyone is welcome at NHAC, but two promises must be made. When we, <laughs> you know what? I I, I should have known. Put him in time out. Put him in time out. I should. See, when Dr. Brown comments, Tanya, you have to read them before, but you got to catch them early and tell me, do not read on air. You might as well finish reading, but everybody else can read. He's going to say, everyone is welcome at the NACC, but two promises must be made. When we have dinners, everyone must promise to use seasoning and not put raisins. You got one job. In the potato salad. You know what? I can't. Y'all get, and he a real doctor and a real pastor. Y'all pray for him. Y'all pray. Y'all pray for Doctor Charles C. Brown. <laughs> the C is for crazy. Uh, Felicia says, "I know, right? My mom can't get over that we go to a high school building, but I guess it's better to preach to ten in the building. You're praying. Uh, it's just <laughs> right. You're paying them more. Look here. I don't understand, and I know it's an ego thing." I know it's the ego thing. Well, if, could you could you just imagine, like over here? I don't know how many people, and I'm not telling anybody. I'm not telling anybody to close their church down. But there's a church right down the street from us, on 45th Street. I forget the name of it, but it's right there, on 45th Street. If I pulled up Google Maps on Earth, I probably could scroll down and find it. But there's a church right down the street. Pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, on Sundays, I see four or five cars in the parking lot. Now, maybe some people park on the street, but I guess people say they drive past here on Sunday, they probably see four or five cars in the parking lot. They can say the same thing. Either way, what is, what is hindering people from saying, we down here struggling trying to take care of this building, and because when all of your, watch this, oh my God, when all of your money, I'm not reading. <laughs> Let me say this. What, what is preventing congregations from saying, hey, you know what? We are busting our behinds to keep a building, but we have no money to do ministry. We can't. We 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 can't go out. We can't. You know, we're we're, we're stopping ourselves from going out from evangelizing. We can't do this. We can't do this with ministry. Our, our education budget is zero because every dime you have has to go back into the building because the building is so old, it, has to, it, it needs constant upkeep. Whereas my good brother, Keith Gordon, over at the, body, uh, the Love of Christ Church, who has their church in a gym as well, at least you probably would love uh, Keith's teaching, uh, but over at the Love of Christ Church, they rent out a school auditorium every week. No overhead. They pay a flat rate. And without sharing too much of their business, they ain't never had a church built. He formed he he found he he organized that church after he left Pilgrim. 
Y'all know the pilgrim, the one that burned down, that never reached, you know, that one, the home of gospel, as they called it. He passed that after it burned down. Started another church. Watch this. Started another church. That church has been in a school ever since. They have a good amount of money in the bank. They do a lot of stuff and things in the community, in the neighborhoods. Mission work, real mission work. Their education, their Christian education at their place is off the chain. What are they doing? Because they're having small groups, hosting small groups in each other's houses. Or they're going out to libraries where you can go and you can, some, some libraries have private rooms where you can do book club meetings with doors that are padded like a studio. So you can go in there and you can talk amongst yourselves. They're, they're doing this. They're having outreach with men and women's ministries with no church building. With no church building, people. What's stopping us? And, and, and Yvonne uh, 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 Fowler, pride, pastors, and church members. Yes, yes, and yes. All of those things. All of those things. It, 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 just, it just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind how we, 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 we can't see that we're doing more harm than we are good trying to maintain these over-the-top edifices. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the fact that I, that, we get to, that I get to preach in this amazing sanctuary. I do. I love it. But at the same time, I recognize what it takes to keep it. And then I think about what else could be done with some of those same funding. I, I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a good example. I'll use this for an example. So my, my school, my school, then I'm going to move on. My school, my school got a grant, some monies through the, uh, through the, through the, through the, through the federal, through the federal government. When it turns out I grew up there. Wow. So my, 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 my school got, uh, 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 some, some, some money, right. For, for PPE, for PPE, they got they got money for PPE so that we could get uh, 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 masks and and cleaning products and and all that and all that stuff, right? The personal protective equipment. That's what PPE is. In case y'all don't know, but PPE. So that's what we and we got a lot of money for it. Okay, so right now we're toward the end of the pandemic, right? I I I I, I walked into the office the other day. And the young lady that does all that stuff, I couldn't even see her desk because the boxes were stacked up as tall as me. I'm six one and a half. Don't cheat me out of my half. I'll fight you. Six one and a half. The boxes were up to my eyelids. That's how tall they were. Inside these boxes was all PPE, cleaning supplies, masks, gloves, whatever, whatever. I said, why are we? Why do we have? And she was like, "I need to spend this money because if you don't spend it, you lose it. But I can only spend it on this." Now, as much as we need smart boards in the classroom, as much as we need uh, 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 some new projectors, 
you could never have enough computers. You could never have enough learning programs and things like that. As much as we need those things, this, I'm just going to throw out a weird number, $3,000 a week has to be spent in order to make this, in order for this money to be spent by a certain term to the end of the year has to be spent only on this. So now bring that back to the church. You're spending all of this money on this, and nothing is being spent on Christian education. Nothing is being spent on ministry. Nothing is being spent on evangelism. Nothing is being spent on missions or very little. Don't it seem like we off a little bit? Don't it seem like we our priorities are a little messed up? Felicia said, no offense, but I won't even talk about the money I saved not having to get dressed up to go to church. Well, you ain't got, I, don't believe in, I don't believe in doing that. No, I, I do it because that's just me. But I would never hold anybody to that standard. Felicia, I'm glad you said it. You can say it. Uh, Brother Tori said, Dane, do you think people are looking for a different message, something other than what we've been given? Yeah, I, I, think, I think people... Brother Tori, we had this conversation after church yesterday. I think people are, are no longer looking for the fluff. And I said this yesterday while I was preaching. We done shouted. We done did backflips. We done spoke in tongues. We done did all that. And folks ain't, ain't seeing nothing change. And it's because we have been diluting the truth. We've been diluting the – we've been making the gospel palatable. And when I say palatable, we've been adding sugar to it. You know, that's what your mama used to do. When my mom told me when I was little, uh, uh, in order for her to put some, she just uh, put like a teaspoon of Cairo syrup in the, uh, in the milk in order to get me to drink it. She used to put a little Cairo, like a teaspoon of Cairo syrup in the water bottle, a teaspoon of Cairo syrup because I just wasn't going to drink it. That's probably why I like Kool-Aid today. But, you know, that, that, that's what you do. So we've been watering it down. But here's the problem. It's nothing wrong with making it palatable. The problem is when we change it to make it say something else. The problem comes when we try to make it be something that it is not. I, okay. All right. Okay. All right. It, it, the, the problem comes when we try to, 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 to change it to something else. Now, 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 let, let's say this. I don't drink coffee, but I know I got some coffee drinkers listening and watching. I don't drink coffee. But at some point, when you add 10 creams and 10 sugars to the coffee, is it still coffee at that point? Or is it cream with some coffee added? Help me. Help me. Is it still coffee at that point? And so what I'm saying is we've been, we, we've been taught and teaching people about this abundant living gospel, about this uh, 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 praises go up, blessings come down gospel. Ain't scripture, by the way. Uh, we've been teaching people about the he ain't going to put more than you can bear gospel. That ain't in the Bible either, by the way. We've been giving people all of this stuff. She said, no, that's chocolate milk. And there is a difference between chocolate milk, there's a difference between hot cocoa, and then there's coffee. We want to change coffee, black that is, from coffee to chocolate milk and say that it's coffee. 
We want to change it. And so that's why people are not interested in coming to your shows anymore. Because you can get a show anywhere. Or now you're trying to compete with the theater down the street. (laughs) Because they're putting on a better show than you. They ain't teaching no word either. But they're putting on a better show than you because people are attracted to shows. Don't get me wrong. I like a good show too. But I need some meat. I don't eat dessert before I eat before I eat the dinner. I need some meat. I need some substance. And brother Tori, I think people are looking more for substance. Because unfortunately there have been too many clowns on display. Oh Lord, pray for me, y'all. There have been too many clowns on display. And when we have all these clowns on display, people are tired of the circus. Ringling brothers been gone. Even the Shriners don't have a circus no more, do they? Right. All the circuses have been shut down. So now the clowns have had to find a new platform. My God, today. And people got tired of that. And Brother Turner said there shouldn't be a show in the Word of God. It shouldn't be. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I, 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 I believe that you should put Jesus and the word of God, if your presentation, if you're preaching, and then wherever you are, you should put forth your best presentation, but not at the expense of teaching a diluted word. Not at the expense of teaching a diluted word. Because at some point, at some point, that's, the message is going to get lost. At some point, the message is going to get lost because now I'm so busy worried about where the lights are. It's dark in this part. Can we get a spotlight over here? Tanya, bring the smoke machine next week, uh, you know, so I can walk out to smoke and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm so worried about this that we don't get, we miss the word. Brother Torres is in Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. Talks about another Jesus. That Jesus is all fluff and no substance. Yeah. Let me get that. Let me get that. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, eleven, three and four. Let's look at that. Let's read that. Let's get that. Let's get that. Thanks, Brother Tory. Let me get the um, the KJV says. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get y'all the KJV and uh, the Message Bible. Uh, KJV says, KJV says, Second Corinthians eleven three and four. He says, but I fear lest by any means, uh, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his sub. Uh, uh, his subtly, uh, uh, oh, sorry, by his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which we have not yet accepted, ye might well bear with him. Let me give you the message Bible, just in case somebody got confused or lost. Message, come right here, says, uh, he says, uh, where is it at? Christ presented you as a pure virgin to her husband. And now I'm afraid that exactly as the snake seduced Eve <clears throat> with his smooth tongue, you are being lured away from the simple purity of your love for Christ. Then he goes on to say in four, it seems that if someone shows up preaching quite another Jesus than we preached, different spirit, different message, you put up with him quite nicely. Mm. 
because they're not challenging you. They're not challenging you. That's my that's my 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 issue, Felicia, with the television version of Joel Osteen we see. I believe you. Maybe at some of those conferences where y'all, you know, where you go to see him at the so at uh, when he sell out uh, uh, Comiskey, whatever the name of it is now, guaranteed rate. When he sell it out, he might present something different. I read the KJV first, uh, Brother Turner. Maybe your stuff is delayed. Maybe that's why you're saying that. Uh, but we've been given, we've been given this good word, and and why we choose to 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 delineate from it to make people comfortable, because we only want to talk about the love of Jesus. We don't want to talk about the judgment. We don't want to talk about when he says, "Turn away from me, I never knew you." Come on now. Come on now. Absolutely not. We only want to talk about the blessings. And then even when we talk about them, we mislead people. Mm. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. The third point, the third point, if you want if you want to have a more multicultural church, uh 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 the third one, the third one is 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 geographic focus. Geographic focus. Geographic focus. The writer says this. The writer says this. The last 25 years have been brought up, have brought about a renewed focus in church planting, as well as proliferation of multi-site churches. Planting sites and churches in diverse areas of the country is a huge need. These sites and new churches can start as multi-ethnic. Here is here is where I'm I am with this. When we think of church plants, we think of new. But there's plenty of buildings. <laughs> Maybe it's a new organization, not necessarily a new building, right? A new organization, a new, a new organized church. Um, those of you in the city of Chicago, y'all really think the West Side needs another new church? Those of you over here on the South Side of Chicago, Bronzeville, what's the next area? Inglewood, further south, what's the next area? Uh, um, huh? Chatham. Y'all think we need new churches? Now, how about we just become Bible-teaching churches, though? How about we make sure we're, we're teaching the whole Bible? Lady Brown says, I think grace should be teach it, to be teach it, to be teached on more. <laughs> teach it. To be teached on more. <laughs> Should be taught some more. Should be taught more. Absolutely, we should. But I think Felicia, the other problem, the other side of the grace being taught, is that we try to we we. I'm, I'm gonna use Tanya's phrase from earlier. We try to treat grace like a MX black card because we think, well, I could just keep using it because I'm under grace because ain't no limit on it. I can keep using it because ain't no ain't no because there's no. Uh, 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 there, there's no limit on the grace. I feel like I'm, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I think, I think grace is sometimes. Uh, I think, I think we take advantage of it. I think people take advantage of it. 
I think I think it gets it gets over the term gets well I'm I'm under grace. So you can that means, so and, and like Brother Tory said earlier, Jesus died, but he didn't die so we could keep sinning. He didn't die so we can keep living the lives that we the the torp lives that we were living. That that's that's not why he died. That's not why he came. That's not that's not uh uh that's that's not why he came. Uh, somebody asked a question. Uh, Brother Tory said a lot of people don't know. No, I'm sorry. Brother Turner said, uh, "What is uh, asked me? What is grace? Grace is simple, man. Grace is. Let me give it to you this way. Um, it is the unmerited gift. Thank you, God. It is the unmerited gift of God's divine favor. Huh? It, 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 of, of His divine favor." Uh, for us sinners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And watch this. It's also the influence. Come on now, of those of us who are operating, those of us who've been regenerated, those of us who've been sanctified. That's what it is, though. It's the unmerited gift, huh? It's God's favor. I take a step further. It's God's favor towards the unworthy. Yeah. Huh? Because ain't none of us worthy of it. I could preach that. <laughs> that might preach right there. What is grace? That might preach. You might have just helped me out, uh, Brother Turner. <laughs> that might be. I might have put. I might just start writing on that one. There is a, I mean, it, it, it's just, it, 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 yeah, yeah. Sister Fowler says it was never, to, it, but it was never to be taken as a get out of jail free card. But that's what we do. And then some of us had a nerve to use it before we do wrong. <laughs> I'm under grace, so let me go ahead and slide through. <laughs> God got me. Let me slide through. <laughs> Charge it. What'd you say? Charge it to the cat. <laughs> yeah. We have to we have to we have we have, we have to get out we have to get out of our own way cuz sometimes we make it difficult on ourselves. Felicia says I'm saying that for the harvest because people think you have to do something to receive God's love. Absolutely not. We have to do anything to receive his love and we have to do anything to receive his grace because he did all that before but before you and I ever started being stupid. <laughs> He died before you and I ever committed a sin because he knew better. So, no, we didn't have to do anything because the Bible tells us what? For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved the world. That means all of us, sinners, all of us, not the sin, the sinners. He loves all of us. So, 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 so this is why it's so important. Maybe we, maybe, and, and I'm not saying go out and start saying, hey, white folks, come to my black church. Hey, black folks, come to my white church. That's not what I'm saying. We're talking about ethnic, ethnicity in the churches. But what I'm saying is the word of God draws everyone. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all, not black, white, all men unto me. That's in the book. It's in there. I promise you it's in there. I done read it three, four, five times. 
That's where we got to get to and stop getting caught up in all of this, you know, where they don't do this and they don't do that. No, and I, 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 sh- I shared this story with y'all before I share it again because some of y'all may not heard it. I, I went to, uh, at least you mentioned conferences earlier and I thought about it, and I, I plan on going back at some point, uh, maybe next year, not this year. Uh, yeah, that whosoever believed in him do what? Yeah, would have everlasting life. Yeah. Watch that. Let me, let, let, let me, let me say this. So I went to this conference years ago. Um, I think it was 2000, maybe 2000, 2001. Uh, I had planned this trip to go to uh, T.D. Jakes used to do this thing called manpower back in the day. And I, I had um, planned, I was trying to plan it for the men at my old church. I really wanted to go. I had been wanting to go. So I started planning it like uh, the, 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 the year before. And I asked people, I'm like, hey, y'all, we could rent some, uh, we could rent like a 16-passenger van, and we can all drive, because it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. So remind you, mind you, this is before uh, we had the, the GPSs in our cars. So I, I printed out uh, MapQuest. <laughs> so I was like, this is how many hours it's going to take us <laughs> to drive to Charlotte. And this is when the Charlotte, um, the expansion basketball team had just got there. They only been there like a few years, so 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 that's where the 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 uh, the conference was going to be. So fast forward, it's time for the conference, and everybody started dropping off. True story. Everybody that was supposed to go to the conference started saying they weren't coming to the conference. Oh man, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Oh man, I ain't gonna be able to make it. I ain't gonna be able to do this. I ain't gonna be able to do that. That's every everybody started saying started saying that. That was me. I unplugged my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so put your head on. <laughs> so so um so come the so now we get up to about three or four days for the conference. Nobody is going. So everybody's telling me, man, well Danny, you probably shouldn't take that drive by yourself. But something in me said, Go to this conference. You've made the plans, you did everything you do. So I called like it was I had time to I had booked six rooms. And 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 a and a uh, a pass a sixteen passenger van. And so I called, I canceled the rooms except mine, and I canceled, and I said I am driving to North Carolina. So I went and picked up, and so I go to. Uh, uh, Enterprise and Enterprise had some little bitty old toy car they tried to give me and I said y'all see I can't fit in that thing so they gave me another car <clears throat> uh, 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 a Maxima I'm like okay get in the car got my map quest hit the road and I drive and I drive and I get there and I'm like okay you know I'm nervous because I ain't never I don't think I'd ever really driven that far uh, uh, I'd never really driven that, that I hadn't driven that far by myself not by myself. I'd driven that far with other people in the car where you could switch drivers, but I'd never driven that far by myself. But I got on the road, drove to Charlotte, North Carolina, got to the room. When I pulled up, you know, I ran into a bunch of guys because, you know, because it's a manpower. So people, you're going to run people. Everybody in your hotel is pretty much there for the conference. So we're there, and I see some guys <clears throat> uh, that pulled in or some brothers. They were from different areas. Some were from Philly and some other places. So, you know, they spoke. They said, hey, brother, how you doing? Where you from? Whatever. And I'm like, I'm from Chicago. Because, you know, I had to rent a car from Enterprise. The plates from Enterprise was Michigan. 
which, you know, they're like, oh, you from Michigan? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, no, bro, I'm from, from Chicago. But they're looking at the plates. Anyway, I go in, change clothes, head over to the conference that started that, uh, that night, Thursday. Get down there, get to the conference. Uh, Bishop Eddie Long was there. Uh, Noel Jones was there. Of course, T.D. Jakes was there. Uh, uh, oh, my God. A couple other preachers were there. Uh, Noel Jones is preaching. And Noel Jones, this is Friday. This is Friday. This is, this is Thursday night. Uh, Noel Jones is there. And so at this conference, there's nothing but men. <clears throat> Mind you, I don't know anybody. So this place is packed. I'm up in like the first balcony. That's where my seats were. First balcony. I'm up there. Uh, the guys that I was with, it was first come, first serve, but I had seats in the balcony because that's what time I got there. So the guys that I was with, they was like, hey, we over here, blah, 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 blah. So I sat, you know, with them because I didn't know them, but I sat with them. We get up there. Amazing word is going forth about men going home, taking care, taking their rifle place and all that kind of stuff. Eddie Long preached a sermon called Adam, Where Are You? That was the sermon he preached. Adam, where are you? And it was geared towards us, towards men. And this thing was so convicting, right? So then uh, Bishop Noel Jones got up and says, I feel compelled to get y'all to pray. He said, but I don't want to pray for y'all. He says, I want you to pray for somebody you didn't come down here with. I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to make it be long-winded about the story. But this place was packed, all men of every ethnic background. Every demographic was at this conference. So now I'm looking around. So the bros that I didn't know, they were sitting next to me, the ones I had just met at the hotel parking lot. They were over here. So, they, you know, they, so he said, walk away and go find somebody to pray with. This little Asian dude, he turns around and he looks, and I'm trying to ignore him because I'm like, I don't really know. You know. Now, mind you, I wasn't nobody's preacher. I, wasn't no, I, I just wanted to go to this conference. So praying for somebody else on the spot was never my thing, never. And I was always leery of people praying for me because you know, I don't want certain people. You don't know people. You don't know who they are. You don't know what spirits they got. You know, you got to be leery when folks be praying, you know. Got to be ready. Little Asian dude, he beckoned for me to come to the aisle. And so I'm like, well, there's nobody else around me. So I didn't want to be standing there looking stupid and not praying with somebody. So I said, let me walk over down to says, and we met in the aisle. And he says, I'm going to pray for you. And, and, and I said, okay. So I looked around. Now, mind you, this is 2001 or two, one of them. We here in South Carolina. And so they said, grab your brother's hand when you pray. Now, you know, because we know we men, we, we, we hardcore. I ain't holding no, hold no dude hand. I don't know these people. <laughs> but brother was like, he was like, give me your hands, brother. I'm like, okay, all right. This dude started praying for me. This little Asian dude, mind you, I'm 6'1". Dude was like four foot, I don't know. Praying for me. He looking up at me. I'm looking down at him. He starts praying for me. Two minutes into the prayer, this dude is all on my street, all on my block, all in my book, third, fourth, fifth chapter, 
fifth page, second paragraph. He all in my book. The little Asian dude that I ain't never met. Had no, I don't even, didn't even, look, never got his name. Prayed for me. That thing told me up. And I thought about it. I said, here I am in a strange place, my God, with some strange people. And out of all this 30, 40,000 of us that was packed into this place, this Asian guy that I don't know reaches out to me to pray for me and not pray for me in general, not the corporate prayer that we do on Sundays when we praying for everybody and, you know, but I mean, he did everything but call my name in the prayer. And I was sitting up there, and I promise you, I'm trying to be hardcore. I'm sitting there, and, you know, I got my, you know, I'm I'm clean, you know, so I'm trying to be cool with it, you know, and, and I'm sitting there. And whatever, and so I feel a little, you know, you know, you know, you, you know, the tiff in the road, cause your nose started to get a little tingly, and you know, your eyes start water. So now, you know, I can't take my hand off and try to catch the tear. So now I got my head back, cause I don't want the tear to roll, cause I don't want nobody to see me, cause I ain't no punk, you know. And from Chicago, I'm from Chicago, I'm from the West Side. I can't be, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm from the West Side. I can't be no punk in Charlotte. I don't know these people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I want them to think I'm weak and try to catch me on the way out. You know, so I'm I'm trying to be hard. And so I put my head back. Why did I put my head back? Because when I put my head back, somebody turned the faucet on. Because both eyes just started. Somebody must have been cutting onions or something. I don't know what it was. But both eyes started watering. Now I'm crying. And I mean, if I'm crying like like I'm finna get a whooping or somebody I know done died. It's, it's in between the two. That was the level of this guy's prayer. The little Asian dude. We talking about ethnicity. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. But there was a comfort level. Because the environment was set up. And then I said, after he got done, and he prayed for me. Watch this. Watch this. He prayed for me. Watch this. He prayed for me not knowing anything about me, prayed for me, and he prayed for about six minutes, six or seven minutes. And I mean, it wasn't him stopping and thinking. He just, it just flowed. It just flowed. And I was sitting there in awe because it was nothing he was talking about that did not resonate, that did not hit home. So then, now it's my turn to pray for him. And I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. Samuel Israel, if you just got here, bro, the way your questions are coming right now, I'm going to act like I don't see them, so you might want to catch the replay. So, so, so we sitting there, and now it was my turn to pray for him. And all I could do was ask God, God, give me some words to say for him. And all I, and all God all God gave me all God gave me was pray for brokenness. That's all God gave me. And I used the word broke and brokenness in my prayer. And all I felt was dude squeeze my hands and look like he. I said no, no, we ain't finna do the falling out stuff now. Come on, we. 
Like, I'm, I'm barely standing up here myself, and you talking about something. You know what I'm saying? But that was, again, I'm, 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 I'm black. He Asian. We ain't got nothing in common but God. Ah, y'all just missed that. We ain't got nothing in common but God, but that's where we were. So don't tell me that we can't, that we can't uh, um, affiliate with one another. Don't tell me that we can't worship with one another because of our ethnic backgrounds. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't do that. So we absolutely can. We absolutely, it does not matter. It does not matter. And you know what was, was, was real interesting is uh, Angela said something earlier about Baptist and Kojic and all this other kind of stuff earlier. Uh, I remember going real quick. I remember going to the mosque when, when, I, was, when I had to uh, do some, you know, do a whole bunch of papers and stuff when I was getting my degrees uh, and going to the mosque because you had to study other religions. And I remember going to the mosque to, to sit with them. And I saw all the different Muslims coming in that were black, white, Asian, uh, Latino from all areas. And they came right in and got right together shoulder to shoulder to pray. They didn't care about what the person next to them looked like. They were coming to pray. Maybe if we stopped worrying about what folks look like and start pushing the word of God and start pushing salvation and start pushing the, the, uh, 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 the commandments of God and start pushing what, what – the, the, there's some rules to this thing. It ain't just show up. We take come as you are the wrong way. Let me say that again. We take come as you are the wrong way because we took come as you are as something you wear. That ain't got nothing to do with what you got on. I know, I know y'all probably been mistold, but come as you are ain't got nothing to do with your clothing. It has nothing to do with your clothing or what you wear. Nothing. My God. Let's get to the last. Let's get to the last. We're talking about, we're talking about again uh, uh, tonight, we're talking about uh, most churches are not ready to be ethnically diverse, and here's why. Here's the next point. Number, I think this is the fourth one or the fifth one. I'm, I've lost count. Uh, fourth point. Thank you. Fourth point says preschool and children's ministry. Preschool and children's ministry. The writer says this. He says, even if a church might resist a merger, or even resist the idea of becoming ethnically diverse, the children of the church will never know the difference. If a church has a diverse preschool and children's ministry, then within a generation, it's more likely to be a multi-ethnic a multi church because it starts with the children. It starts with the children. You, 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 gotta, you cannot, don't get me wrong, you should know where you come from. You should know your history. You should know the power of your people. You should know all of that. I'm not knocking knowing who you are, black, Latino, Jewish, whatever your background is. You should know it. You should know your history. But you should also learn all of it. When it comes to Christianity, that, those things don't matter. When it comes to Christianity, those things don't matter. Yes, I know we black folks, we were slaves, yes, but we weren't the only ones. We weren't the only ones. And when it comes to, to this thing called, uh, 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 this man called Jesus, or you want to call him Yeshua, well, I, 
I ain't going to argue with you about the pronunciation. I know there were no J's in the Bible in the original text. I understand all that. You don't want to come. Don't come for me. I didn't send for you. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing to learn the entire Bible. And the entire Bible was written for all of us. And that means we should all be able to worship and praise and learn and grow together. 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 Why not? Why not? Uh, 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 Brother Tory says, hold on, Brother Tory. I'm trying to get back to your comments. Okay, there it is. He says, um, uh, Daniel, uh, we may come as we are, uh, but God has a word that will change us, but we must be told the good and acceptable way of Christ. Absolutely. That'll preach right there. That's good. Uh, Antoinette Simpson, God bless you. So Simpson, she says, okay, pushing the word of God and his commandments, totally agree. Absolutely. Uh, Brother Torres says, bring up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart. Absolutely. And think about it. When you're a child, you'll play with anybody. When you're a kid, you will play with anybody that is nice to you. It's only when your parents tell you that that person is bad. It's only when your parents tell you that that color is bad. It's only when somebody has indoctrinated you that those people are bad. It's only then. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. 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 So love the world. Everybody. Rotary says we don't know our history, our culture, our calling, our responsibility as followers of Christ is uh it's good and well time that we learn them. Yes. I'm not knocking anybody for learning wanting to know their black history. All the way history. Your black history, your African history, all of it. But there should be any separation from us when it comes to this. There should be any separation. Why? Why do we need to be separated? I know, I know why there was segregation, but why when it comes to this? Because if we can come together here, then imagine what great things we can do out in the world. Yeah, true history, Brother Turner. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All of it. All of it. Well, Brother Tori, if you look at the old map, <laughs> if you look at the old map, I like I like looking at part of the uh, when I was in seminary, we had to we had to um, uh, we had to look at the uh, at at biblical maps, right? So you know, if you look at the globe and stuff today with all the different names on it, with Iran and Iraq and all that kind of stuff, Iran and Iraq <laughs> weren't in the original. They're not on the biblical maps. Iran and Iraq, they're not, they're, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not on the biblical maps. They weren't there. <laughs> they're, they're not there. Uh, 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 a lot of these places, you know, the United States, the, the actual area where we are right now, uh, did not exist as the United States. Uh, uh, 
in the in the in 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 in, in biblical times. Uh, so so because <laughs> if you think about it, I give it to you like this: uh, Persia, right? Watch this. We get y'all y'all know Iran. Iran was actually Persia. So that let let that flip your vote for a minute. And Persia was one of the most uh, was was like one of the one, one, one of the largest and most powerful areas in the on the planet for a long time. And Persia is in the Bible over over twenty some odd times, right? Every time about Persia, 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 Persia. And Persia only became Iraq sometime in the in the in the uh, 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 early 1900s. So so you know it, 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 it I'm just I'm just want to put that out there. Just want to put that out there. Put that out there. So so you know it it, it it it's 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 about learning all of your history. Let me get to the end of this article. Let me get to the end of this article, y'all. Uh, the writer says this. There are, are we over time too. There are four paths uh, toward being ethnically diverse. Uh, ethnic, or being ethnically diverse. Diversity are more general in nature, he says. But there is a personal level. What can you do as an individual leader to help your church move towards, court, towards cultural and racial diversity? Every church leader can do something. In fact, if pastors started doing these four items, then many studies can be made toward cultural and racial diversity in our churches. And the first thing it says is individual relationships. Individual relationships. He says you should intentionally develop a relationship with another church leader in your community who is not of your ethnic background. When you build bridges to other leaders in this way, you also tear down walls in congregations. Individual relationships. What does your personal relationships look like? What does your personal relationships look like? What do they look like? There's a there is a there is a a a uh, there is a uh, there is a there there there's this mindset uh, that that what does he say Persia in the ancient times Persia is the ancient name of Iraq I uh, brother Israel I, I I believe now I I don't have my books in front of me but I believe uh, that's not correct. Um, uh, Iraq was part of uh, the old Assyria and the old uh, Samaria uh, and those places. That's what Iraq was in the Bible, Samaria and Assyria. If I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm 52. My mind don't work. <laughs> it used to. And actually, if you look at old, um, what's the place? Uh, they talked about it all the time. Uh, oh God! It was in the movie. What was the movie with with the, with the glass? Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. I think I said it right. Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia is actually that whole area. That whole area 
was a part of Iraq. But we ain't finna get into all that, because I'm gonna keep it going. The second thing, the second thing you gotta do. No, after we talk about individual relationships, let me do this first. You gotta have some individual relationships before you try to change your congregation. <laughs> Felicia, no, we ain't going there. We good, Felicia. We ain't going. I ain't gonna let it happen. <laughs> I ain't gonna let it happen. Uh, but you have to build those relationships. You have to be the, a willing leader to go out and build those relationships. You have to be. You have to be. You got to be a willing leader to go out and build those relationships. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. The second one says organizational relationships. Organizational relationships. This is what the writer says. He said you should get involved in an organization or event that is not for your ethnicity. Traveling to a different international context broadens your worldview. In the same way, getting involved with people of different ethnicities broadens your understanding of cultural issues in your own backyard. Y'all ain't always got to go to the Kojic conference. Y'all can go and, 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 and go to a different conference. You can go where everybody don't look like you. It's good to get world views. It's good to get other views from other folks who believe just like you do. I want to say worldviews. But it's good to get the views from other people who believe just like you do, but they don't look like you do. So now you can learn their experience. You can learn their testimony. Because watch this. When you find out that you share a testimony with them, you start to look at them differently. Mm. When you realize you ain't the only one that's been through. Watch this. Cause cause a lack of don't just start with black. You can say I'm wrong all day, bro. That's good. Hit me up in my inbox and you and I can talk offline because you know you came at this a whole different way than what we do. But it's all good. Bless your ministry. Uh I don't know why people be trying to come for me. So but you know, it's all good. Um uh, but we, 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 if, if they, if they believe that we do, if they believe that, 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 that he is, that, that, that he, that he died and that he got up, if they have that same belief, then why can't we worship together and learn from each other? Why can't we? I get the feeling somebody did some extra sharing right now as well, <laughs> but I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Let's go. Let's go. The next one says, the next one says, uh, we have to start to read more diversely. God bless you, Jared Johnson. Good to see you, sir. Uh, it says we need to read more diversely. The writer says this. He says you should read books, blogs, and publications that have a different ethnic audience than your own. Diving into ideas of others strengthens your appreciation for their struggles and victories. This is why, let me tell you this. You know the other reason, one of the other reasons I went, what I appreciate about my seminary time? And, and for those who don't know, I, I spent my seminary years at Liberty. And there's nothing black about Liberty. Don't judge me. Uh, uh, he said, I'm trying to get on the G-train. Okay, bro, it's all good then. We're we, we going to be all right. We're going to be all right, you know. Uh, Liberty, there was nothing, there, there's, there's nothing diverse about Liberty. Liberty is... 85%, for lack of better words, white-only pies. That's what Liberty University is. 
And, and, and so when I would sit on my classes, I would be in front of the computer, and, you know, we had to have our, our cameras on, and uh, 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 we have our cameras on, and so I, you could see you had, you had to be an active participant in the class because I did everything. I had to do everything virtually because uh, the way my schedule was, I took all my classes were at night, so we were on West Coast time. So at 7 o'clock, West Coast time, it was 9 o'clock here. I'm sitting in front of a computer. So, you know, it would be 35, 40 of us on screen, not in Zoom, but in, our, in, in the system they had set up. And literally, at least all of my classes, there was mostly white people, an Asian or two. I was the token black person, and there might have been a Latino. That was it. So the, the, for me, it was eye-opening because I had only been sat and taught under black preachers, and I'm not knocking any of them, but all of my learning came from them. All of my quote-unquote Christian education before I went to seminary came from folk that looked like me. And so they taught, even though they were teaching from a book, they taught it from their perspective. And it matters. It matters. Go ahead and ask your question, Jared. We're going to get ready to get out of here. Uh, read more diverse books. But it was important to me. Here we go. The next one says, listen to people of color. Listen to people of color. The writer says this. Perhaps the easiest way to grow as a multi-ethnic leader is to listen to ethnic leaders. Simply pay attention to their social media feeds. Go to a meeting with them and observe. Attend their church and worship as they do. He says, I bet you learned something. And I'm going to tell you all right now, on church leaders, this is where I, where I, where I uh, use a lot of these articles on this website, church leaders, most of their, white, most of their writers are white. What's the, what's the book? Purpose Driven? Purpose Driven uh, Ministries? The Purpose Driven Life? Those books that, that every, it is called Purpose Driven. <laughs> it's the Purpose Driven <laughs> Uh, Rick Warren, Rick Warren, <laughs> right, Brother you really asked me that question. <laughs> you see what he asked me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, why, why is Jesus painted white and why 2022 is that picture on any wall of any church in our community <laughs> in 2022? Why is Jesus painted white? Let me get to Brother first comment. Uh, he says, most of our beliefs have been engraved into our mindset from a system that is based on falsehood, like that picture on the wall I asked about. <laughs> oh, God. Let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, he said, come on, Dave. It really bothers me. I know, man, but look, I have no <laughs> I didn't paint the picture, nor do I have the power to change the picture. I'm not a big fan. I like murals and all of that. But let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, 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 what's my man's name? Uh, I'm going to answer your question. Jared didn't ask this question, but I'm going to answer Brother Torrey's question. He said, who painted Jesus white? Da Vinci did. Da Vinci did. Da Vinci painted Jesus white. Uh, let, me, let me give you all the backstory. Uh, there was a pope uh, who was Spanish. I believe it was Borgia. <laughs> I believe it was Pope Borgia. If, it, if you want to watch a really good show on television, go back in the day, 
uh, it was on Showtime called the Borgias. Well, Borgia was a pope, and when it was time for them to paint, that there was no, there was no, they didn't like the artifacts that they found of other people. Watch this. They didn't like the artifacts that they found that gave them a picture of who Jesus was. And then, of course, we, they ignored what the Bible in the biblical description uh, in Revelation, right? Mm, Alexander, what was his last name? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, what, what, what's his last name, Brother Israel? Because we're going to agree on something before we get out of here. Because you keep, you keep the Pope Alexander, sir. He, his last name was Borgia. It was Pope <laughs> Alexander, but it was Borgia. That's who he was. Thank you. All right, I got you. We together on this. All right. But he had Da Vinci use his son's image, Cesare Borgia. He had Da Vinci, all those pictures that your grandmama had on the wall of Jesus in the room with the blue eyes and the hair and the, and the, and the hair, that was his son's likeness, the Pope. That was his son's likeness. And that was the picture that Da Vinci used that ended up going all over the world that we find everywhere. That's what it was. That's literally whose likeness that is. That ain't Jesus' likeness. That's the likeness of Cesare Borgia. I'm doing a whole lot of extra teaching that I wasn't planning on doing tonight, but that's all right. I got to go teach some uh, about his kids in the morning, and I'm going to be sleepy. But, <laughs> but that, that's who that is. Brother Tori said, if his hair's like wool and his feet like fine brass, if it was burnt in the oven, how, Dana, and why? <laughs> hey, I'm going to give you Brother Tori. I'm gonna give you the name that's on the bottom of the uh what's the, <laughs> that's on the bottom of the um the mural, <laughs> and you and me can call together. So you and me can call together and find out why they chose to paint that that way. But yes, that that's the deal. Let me get the last of this. Let me get the last of this. The writer says this. He says the move towards racial and cultural diversity in our churches probably doesn't feel like a pressing a pressing need. The tyranny of the urgent seems to get our attention on a daily basis. Growing ethnically comes more as a gnawing reminder that there is more to do. But this growth is important. In fact, the health of the church in 20 years depends upon our steps in this direction today. But but bro, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not a fan of, of, of Jesus. But you know what? See, if you look at it real close, bro, Tori, a couple of the disciples got perms on that picture. Then my mama had that picture. No, my great-grandmama did. My great-grandmama had that picture hanging in her bedroom for a long time of Jesus. Yeah. Now, let me say this, and because I'm not forgetting this because we're going to get off it because I, I, this show supposed to end at 9 o'clock. My radio airtime is from 7 to 9. That's all I got, <laughs> right? So this is extra that y'all got me doing, right? <laughs> yeah, them, that brother, <laughs> brother Tori, a couple of them apostles on that picture got some perms, man. They did. You ain't seen some of them dudes? I, I promise you one of them dudes in the back had an S-curl. You got to look close. You got to look close. And, and, you know, and one of them looked like um, 
what's my man that was in uh, Superfly? <laughs> right. In the original, not the not the remake. A couple of them look like dudes from Superfly. You saw the hair they just was missing. You know, at least they got one part right. It was only 11 of them up there, not 12. Uh, he said, we all on point. We we all at one point served that false Jesus. And I look, I look, I never bought into, it took somebody as a kid to point the revelations out to me. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the revelation, the book of revelation, where it talks about his description. My issue is when we go to the description is that then we want to turn around and make Jesus black, meaning, and when I say black, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. I shouldn't even go down this road because it's time to go. But we want to make Jesus black like he came from around the corner. Right? We want to make Jesus like the brother on the corner. Let, can, can, now, I, let, let me say this. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say it does not matter. I don't know. What was Mr. Johnson's question? Did he ever ask it? He did? Huh? Oh, I... Oh, he says, Romans 3, 1 and 2, does this have any relevance today? I just saw your question, so I, I wasn't ignoring it. Thank you, uh, Brother Tory. Hey, man, you should have came in here and co-hosted with me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let me go. <laughs> uh, where is it at? Where is it? Let me go back up. It's 21.13, Mark. Okay, 21.13. I passed it. 21.13, 21.13, Oh, there he is right here. All right. Uh, He says, Romans 3, 1 and 2, does does this have any relevance today? Romans 3, 1 and 2. Let's read Romans 3, 1 and 2. Romans 3, 1 and 2. Bible says, what advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is is there of circumcision? much every way chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Now that's King James, and that might confuse some people. So let's get the Message Bible and see if we can help the people out today. All right, Message Bible says, 3, 1 and 2, it says, so what's the di- what difference does it make who's a Jew and who isn't? Who has been trained in God's way and who hasn't? As it turns out, it makes a lot of difference but not the difference so many have assumed. This is the Message Bible. Second verse says, uh, first, there's the matter of being put in charge of writing down and carrying of God's revelation, these holy scriptures. So what if in the course of doing that, some of the Jews abandoned their post? God didn't abandon them. Do you think their faithlessness cancels out his faithlessness, faithfulness? Uh, Not on your life. Depend on it. God keeps his word even when the whole world is lying through its teeth, scripture stands, says, scripture says the same. All right. So, Brother Tory, uh, not Brother Tory, sorry. He said I didn't invite him. Didn't I invite him like last week? Didn't I tell him he stuff? I did. You weren't listening, Brother Tory. I did. Uh, uh, where is, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, who asked me the question? Brother Johnson. I was going to say the Brothers Johnson. Dudes with the bad guitars who had the perms on the uh <laughs> Yes, it's still relevant today. Absolutely. Absolutely it's relevant today. Why is she calling me right now? Absolutely it's relevant today. 
Absolutely. Absolutely is relevant today. Uh, I, 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 think, I think we need to figure it out. I think we need to figure out that, that we, can't get, we, we can't get so caught up in, in, in the minutia of things. I'm more concerned about folks' souls being saved. I'm more concerned about folks learning the, all the truth. I'm with you, Brother Tory. I'm with you learning all the truth. Let me talk to you about salvation. We can, we, we can talk about the color of Jesus later. Let me first talk to you about salvation and what you need to do to get to, to make sure that that, that, that that thing is done. Let me make sure we got that part. Then we can talk about all the other stuff and all the way, you know, you know. We, we, and, I'm, and I'm not pushing it to the side. I'm just saying there ought to be some levels. Because the first word out of my mouth to you when I see you is, you do know Jesus is black, don't you? That ain't, go, that ain't, that ain't helping me. Because what happens when I got to go evangelize to my white brother? The first thing I'm going to tell you is that he died for you and me, regardless of our backgrounds, regardless of our ethnicity. He died for both of us. But I got you. Look, y'all, y'all finna keep trying to type this stuff in here. The show starts at 7 o'clock and ends at 9 o'clock. I can't stay on here till 922. I got to get up and teach some, some bad fifth uh, and sixth out of here let's pray i got to go y'all father god we thank you for the time we had on tonight god we thank you for your word god we thank you for for the gleaning of of your people god we thank you for every commenter tonight god we thank you for every watcher for every viewer on facebook and youtube god we thank you for those listening right now even still on blog talk radio god we just thank you for this space and place and time lord god we ask that you would uh, continue, God, to teach us how to walk in your will. Continue, God, to show your grace towards us. Uh, God, continue to let us walk in the commandments that you have pushed us toward, God. Continue to just uh, keep a hedge of protection around us. God, bless every household of every listener, wherever they may be, God. Give them, God, if it be in your will, the desires of your heart. And, God, we will be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise which you so richly deserve. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. A man. I got the ghost. Right. Jerry John said salvation for all. <laughs> salvation for all. And he put the color hands up there. Hallelujah. I got to go. Look, y'all, I'll be back on Friday. I'll be back on Friday. And we can we can talk again. I like this though. Y'all made my I had to I had to man act like I was a little educated. Uh brother Israel, God bless you, man. Uh uh what'd you say, Tony? Say what? <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Uh, 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 what did what did you say? Again, brother, what ju- what justifies you? Uh, what's just what's ju- what's just? I'm sorry. What justifies you in the sight of God? I think he meant in the si. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Uh, 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 I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, uh, uh, let me stop. I got to go. Uh, first of all, we have to look at the words, justify, justify righteousness, right? In the sight, declare righteousness, justification. uh, That, 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 that's an act by God. Now, come on now that God, uh, pronounced a sinner to be righteousness. God, God did that. He justified me. 
He justified me. Y'all have a good night. I got to go. If you got to drive through this special, special city we call Chicago, or if you someplace else, it don't matter where you at. If you got to drive through any of these wonderful places, do me a favor, my brother and my sister. Keep your head on a swivel. Two T's, one L, one O. We out. With your hands lifted up, say, say it like this. Take the limits on No, no. The flat. I don't know. She said, well, this is the one that's made for Apple. I said, no, this is made for Samsung. So she goes, I bought a new iPhone Avon. A new iPhone. I bought a new iPhone along with the magnetic charger. Well, you just went about the iPhone. Uh, I wanted to know if you wanted my Samsung charger. I will take it, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I will take it. <laughs> she got one like the one you got that I'll be using on Sunday. That's what she was using to charge her iPhone with. But I'm like, this is not an Apple charger. I told her that. But this ain't for Apple. Yeah, but but then she was saying, but she said, I don't know what it is. My phone charged on it. I said, first of all, what number what phone do you have? I think she got the nine or the ten. I said, you do know people sue Apple right around this time because they got the they had the battery set for after uh, uh, eighteen months or so. There was a timer on it to only let it charge up, even though it told you one hundred percent, only charged to eighty. So, you know. Now she went and bought a new phone. I told her, it, it, it ain't the, well, because she went and bought the phone. I said, it ain't the phone, it's the battery. So, yeah. All right. That turned to be a little interesting little show there. Oh, oh, wait, turn and share the video. Oh, I'm getting all these things popping up on my Facebook screen now. Okay. Is William Turner the guy that was with Brother Tory yesterday? That's the part I don't know. I can't, I don't, I, I couldn't look, click on his name. I did. I, I, I was, everybody. You look at all these new people. <laughs> Who this nigga? Yeah, Daniel Israel. 
Oh, he done sent me a friend request to um, Samuel Israel. We were trying to say he looked like he was. He might be the dude that was here today. Oh. Somerville, Somerville, Somerville. Some okay, these you know Yvette now. My mom mom people Yvette. Wait a minute, who are you turning? Do I know this dude? I might know this dude. Don't know that I know him, but you know what I mean? I might know him. <laughs> no, meaning like I might know him. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.